This podcast contains adult language. DigitalDarren.com. Today is May 27th, 2020. And first and foremost, we hope everybody's staying safe, staying healthy during this pandemic, staying home, covering your mouth, washing hands, everything they say to do. Hope you're doing that. Hope you not only doing that, but having some self-care because it is a time where you can be depressed and down and stuff like that. Hope you take care of yourself, everybody doing this. We're going to get through. And before we get to you know what we're talking about. I, I it wouldn't be right if we didn't say you know R.P. to George Floyd, um, the man who you know got killed by police in Minneapolis, and we, you know, we're hoping that you know the community is standing up right now. We hope we get that same love for the community when it's time to indict and convict those people, um, the officers involved. So you know, R.I.P. to him again. We're in Georgia, so we also need to say R.P. to Armand. You know, the jogger who got killed, hoping the community, the same love that the community is showing now, hope that comes back when it's time to convict um, these heinous crimes and heinous criminals. So, first and foremost, let's say, you know, RIP to those young men. And what we're going to do, because of the pandemic, we don't have that much sports stuff. So, we have some music podcasts and some dating podcasts coming out, but we are. This time is going to be kind of a reminiscent time. We're going to walk down memory lane with the Atlanta Falcons. And we're going to talk about some of the drafts. They, we're going to talk about every draft they did. We're going to go by year by year and kind of do a retro on every draft they did. A retrospective, excuse me. And so for Falcons football, we, we may have a couple of those drafts running to the podcast. But between now and Falcons football week, we'll um, at least drop, if not one a month, two a month um, podcast about a particular year between doing Thomas Dimitrov's um, time here. So between 2008 to 2020, we're going to do a podcast on every draft that he's been a part of. And so this year, this podcast, we're tackling the 2020 draft. That's a long introduction, but I got Calhoun and Major. What's up, fellas? Well, you know, we, uh, you get to say Thomas Dimitrov ran a So let me ask you this, because that actually is a good way to start this. Mage, I want to start with you because, you know, everybody who listens to us knows you aren't a Falcons fan. You actually are a fan of our mortal enemies, the Saints. What do you think of, like, do you ever watch the Falcons draft just because you from here and love the Saints? Or do you just say they can't draft anyway and don't pay it any attention? Two, one, you can start now. For the most part, Thomas Dimitrov is the problem, man. You know, I just think he's drafting just because he had a position to draft. But he's not taking the best players with him. Okay. Calhoun? It's absolute bullshit. <laughs> and now I'm going to tell you what Mr. M.O.P. used always say. They don't deserve your family. And they really don't. He goes in every year. Year in, year out, screw the pooch, fuck over the baby, and then come back next year after going seven nine with the J O B. 
And it's every year. That's how we count down the drafts. This highlights how incompetent he has always been drafted. So much so they took him off the job. Took, took, him, took him away from player development, all that kind of stuff. He's not part of the scouting. He's not part of picking because of how atrocious these drafts were in the beginning. Mind you, Thomas Dimitrov came in on a decent team. It was a good team. We had a lot of talent on the team. And he sent a wrecking ball through with that fake wannabe Bill Belichick way of doing things. And this is where it's going. So I think that Thomas Dimitrov always hangs his head on drafting Matt Ryan and getting Julio Jones. And I think that, you know, if you could, if your greatest thing is drafting two greats, one great and one good, really good, I think you can hold your hat on that. But I think the problem with him is you draft that those two, you know, we can say great Falcons, but you haven't given them anything to work with in totality. So I think that he gets, I think that he gets, his drafting gets overlooked because he basically could say, hey, I drafted Julio Jones or hey, I drafted Matt Ryan. Like, I remember in an interview, um, completely different sport, but I remember in an interview, they were interviewing Joe Dumars in Detroit right when he was about to get fired. And they were going through his chronicle of the moves he made. And he kept saying, Tayshaun Prince, Tayshaun Prince, like with his drafter. And he was like, you know, and everybody was like, yeah, Tayshaun Prince, you know, you keep using him. But he wasn't even a great player. He was just a good player on the championship team. And they were like, but you screwed the pooch with Darko Milicic. And he was like, and the dude telling you, like, the problem is, is that you're going to, your great isn't as good as the people you missed on. And I think that Dimitrov don't have that problem, but I think that when you look in totality, his greats won't be as good as, his greats will be great, but the ones he miss on will be creeping up to, like, his flaws will be just as good as those picks he picked. Because Julio stands above everybody else, but, like, if you take out Julio, he has way more misses than hits of Matt Ryan caliber, of just good caliber. I think, you know, as we do these draft retrospectives, it'll show he has way more misses than hits. So, he like a batter. He like a batter who has a 200 batting average, who got four grand slams and, you know, a bunch of RBIs, but he can't hit worth shit. And when it's time, when it's time for him to come up in the game, either he's going to strike out or hit a home run. And more than likely, he's going to strike out. That's it. But let's go on to start with this 2010 draft. Um, first pick was Sean Witherspoon from Missouri, linebacker. So what were your thoughts on What were your thoughts then? If you remember your thoughts then, tell me your thoughts then, Calhoun. But if you don't, let's just talk about him and where he stands now. Because this was their first round pick, 19th overall, Sean Witherspoon. What were your thoughts about that? What are your thoughts on Sean Witherspoon, Calhoun? always go to you, remember? Uh, when I was watching draft, especially back then, I always used to give you a call and pick how you like him, what you think about him. At the time, we had we had Curtis Lofton, I think. Either he was in the building or he was just moved. I think he was still in the building. So I, I, I'm not going to lie. I like I, I like, I like Sean Lewis from what I had seen. He just was made of the paper and shit. But when he, we first picked him, I didn't have a problem with him. Now, remember, before I said that this person with we didn't have a second round draft pick that year, remember, because of Tony Gonzalez. Yeah. So they had traded it to San Francisco, I mean, uh, the Kansas City for Tony, which is pretty good, but I'm not going to count that with this. But that was pretty good. But as far as the first pick went, I didn't have a problem with them picking Charles. 
do you think he was an all-time great? Like, what do you think he was a good Falcon, great Falcon, okay Falcon? Like, how would you? What would you think about him? It's not even worth even mentioning. He's not worth mentioning. So, what grade would you get at pick? At the time of the picking or now? Well, now. I mean, it's a retrospective, right? So. So I'm looking at the draft and looking at some of the players we could have gotten. Uh, at that time, there was no Julio. I think we had Roddy there. Yeah, we had Roddy. Um, but we didn't really have a second player. I mean, after, after let me tell you some of the names that was picked after him, right? Des Bryant was picked after him. Um, De- Devin McCourty, we always needed a cornerback. Uh, Dexter McCluster, he was pretty good at running back. So these are some of the names after him. In the second round early on, you had Rob Gronkowski. So, not a bad pick in itself. Carlos Dunlap came in the second round. So that, that was that was some players that I, I would have picked over him. But I would have had that pick probably a C, B at the time. Yeah. I think... In retrospect, that's a B. That's a B pick. I, I think he's. I mean, granted, he only played for the Falcons what four years and came back again and played another year. So, like, you didn't get you didn't get all the juice out there, squeeze that you probably should have got from a first round pick. But I, I give him a B minus. I say he was a decent Falcon, no Pro Bowls, but he was a solid contributor. So, actually, I'm gonna drop it down to a C. I think for a first rounder, you should have a Pro Bowl or something. He didn't get some point in time in your career. Well, a Pro Bowl for the team they drafted you. You know what I'm saying? So like he he's a he's just a C. He's the definition of average. Major, you got any thoughts on Witherspoon and like what would you what did you think of the pick? Oh, uh, that's a tough one, D. He just he couldn't stay healthy, man. So it's hard it's, it's hard to try to Great, somebody that, that that you never got to see that never panned out. I can see that. I think that again. I just think he's a C. I think he's. I think he turned out to be an average player, like you said, Major. He was made of paper mache, and you know when he showed flashes, but ultimately, just like everybody and every everybody's job, you got to perform. So like, it can't be one week you send the world on fire, and then the next three months you taking it easy. You know what I'm saying? Like you. You got to show up all the time, and again, he didn't show up all the time. So, you know, I, I said I gave him a C. Calhoun, I forgot what you said your grade was. C or B, very C plus. And Major giving him an I. So, let me ask you this, Major: Did you agree with the Falcons getting going forward at the time with Tony Gonzalez trying to win, basically win, not giving up that second round pick? Like, could you see that being? Did you think that was a good decision in the moment? Oh uh, no! Now, now, now that you look back on it, you take Tony, you take Tony G, which which was which was great. But if you're giving up something, you gotta have you gotta have a hell of a draft. You can't miss a beat. So taking Witherspoon at 19 and the 2010 pick with everybody that's under him that you could have possibly still had or have made a made a statement for you at the time. It's, it's terrible, man. You got you got a lot of guys on this list that we that we looking at that that's still playing, like a Sean Lee, Carlos Dunlap, uh, 
It's a lot of guys, man. A lot of guys. Yeah, and I, I think you... I think... A lot of guys. You take a guy that, that, that they gave you on a day-to-day work base uh, a C effort. I think it was bad at the time, no, no, and so I think that what you said is true, and I look at Baltimore, right? Like, Baltimore went in on Earl Thomas, Mark Ingram, but yet they still found a way to draft, you know, quality draft picks, and that's a hallmark of a good organization. Yeah, you can go for it right now. Maybe you see something special in this team, but, you know, you also have to have a mind on, hey, whether it does or doesn't work, we need the next man coming in, filling in whatever holes we did, and I think that that was the problem with the Falcons, and, like, yeah, it's cool to go all in with Gonzalez and everybody, but if it doesn't work this year, where are you next year? And I think that this has been kind of where the Falcons have been. Go all in, doesn't necessarily work, and then they're kind of basically treading water, and they draft never helped them get their head above water. They just always treading water. So I fundamentally understand where they were coming from, but I don't think they had an organizational structure to pull that off, to pull off what they were trying to pull off in retrospect. Calhoun? I think it was bullshit. <clears throat> and as I'm looking through the draft now, we're looking through all of it, so I'm not going to just point out. I'm not going to point out. We'll, we'll go through it round by round. But this draft in particular was tight end and linebacker just a wealth of it. I'm looking at some of the third and fourth round picks of linebacker. He didn't even have to make a, a linebacker didn't even have to be your first pick on the board. And there was so much qualities in these later rounds. And of course, you know, with the draft, there's a, there's way more duds than wins, but some of these players went at some positions, man, you had no business. Like in the second round, you could have got instead of trading with Tony Gonzalez, who is a great, mind you, you could have went and got a Rob Burkowski. Oh, he was in the he was in the second round. And that killer turned gay, Aaron Hernandez, was in the fourth round. There was a lot of Navarro Bowman was in the third round. Jimmy Graham was in the third round. There was a lot of meat on the bone. Oh my God. Cam Chancellor was in the fifth round. Like, the shit they missed on Greg Hardy was in the sixth round. Antonio Brown was in the sixth round. So if you look at this draft there, Geno Atkins went in the fourth round. Alteron Burner, you remember him, that cornerback in Tennessee? Everson Griffin, when we was talking about getting even this year, they trying to see if the Falcon make a play for him. He went in the fourth round. And all these are players who are still playing 10 years later, right? Still and, and, and effective, by the way. Emmanuel Sanders went in the third round. If you get Emmanuel Sanders right here, chances are you won't even get who you're dropping. You don't mortgage your draft to get who you're if you have a man with Sanders and Roddy White with Rob Gronkowski, that's how your team could have looked. And Aaron Hernandez. Remember, the Patriots that year when they got both of them. And Rob went off and became who he was. But remember when they first started, I don't know. When they first started, Aaron Hernandez would have better between them two. So that was so Carlos Dunlap. That's how Cincinnati cleaned up. Cincinnati cleaned up. Like, some of this stuff is just, it's inexcusable for you to miss. 
with some of this talent. And then some of us in positions that you need. But guess what, bro? Not only that, if you talk about receiver, they took a guy that played right down, they, they, they overlooked the guy that played right down the street from him, Demarius Thomas. Oh, He's one of the best receivers coming out of college. Oh, Play that tip, dude. Yeah. So I think we all look a little, you know, disappointed long term in what happened with Sean Witherspoon, right? We can sum that up with that. Oh, it's not even. It was a joke. <laughs> so, and even the players who wasn't on that hot like coming up, I remember the whole thing with Taylor Mays from USC, the safety. I remember how they were how they were sucking him out. Like that was a lot of players. Could you imagine if you would have got Emmanuel Sanders and Dez Bryant? You could have got both of them in that same draft. You got Demarius Thomas. You got Dez Bryant or Emmanuel Sanders. You could have got both of them in the draft. Inexcusable. And again, Navarro Bowman went in the third round. That could have been your second round pick. Easy. You, you know, you had a third round pick. We went. You traded away. You traded away with Tony G. You traded away. What you call could have been your second? Like, this that is crazy. Second round pick. So let's go on and go. Let's move on. Any more thoughts about Sean Wilson before we move on? He could have got the hell on. So the Falcons didn't have a second round pick, like we said. And third round pick. Before we get to the third round pick, I gave Sean um, Sean Witherspoon, excuse me, a C minus. What great major gave my eye, Calhoun? What's your final grade on the um, Witherspoon pick? C plus. All right, so we both C C and the incomplete. So third round pick was Corey Peters from D from Kentucky, and. At the time, he was considered a reach, but he actually did become a rotational player his first year. Played for the Falcons for four years. He's still in the league playing for, for Arizona. He's been with Arizona since 2015. And what that's your, how you need to know about Corey Peters. Well, what are your thoughts on, like, what grade would you get at? Yeah, I'm fucking else. You're just saying it. He was a reach when you so he was a reach when they went and got him. He was a who was he? But again, we'll just go round by round. In the third round, you missed on the main receivers: Andre Roberts, Navarro Bowman, Jimmy Graham. That's just in the third round when you missed on. And all those people are who we picked with the Central main receiver. He went one pick ahead of us. All the other ones went after us. I remember Eric Decker. Eric Decker was like, it's not just. Who they draft and when they draft, guess who was after them that they didn't draft against? Corey Peter was trans. I mean, we could say say he was rotation. He had no impact on the game whatsoever with the Falcons. Well, let's be honest. I mean, no Pro Bowls, no, no, anything worth a note, right? Like, he just was, again, he just was a player who, you know, like we say, Sean Witherspoon had none of those accolades, but you at least saw flashes with him. You never saw flashing with Corey Peters. He was okay, but, you know, he missed half of the year in 2012. The problem is, cats like this. Huh? I'm looking at his stats. He got 17 career stats in nine years. Yeah, but he'll he run stuff. He's like one of them big, beefy run stuff with dudes. Even with that, Aaron. That's atrocious. But I think the problem with cats like that is that this has been one of the more solid first round picks, right? So this is the overall uh, 
kind of where we're sitting at with this. A cat who played for four years, nothing, you know, no discernible stats, is is probably considered one of the better picks. Like this is probably a D plus Dimitrov them pick. And if that's the case, then how good is your your Carl Peters was a bomb of a kick. You should not have picked him. Just a bomb. Sean Williams, you can see it. Williams had a lot of flashes, actually. I, I was a fan. I was a fan of Spoon. That's what we call him down here, Spoon. He just was always hurt. He was like William Moore. He just always hurt. All right. But he always left you like, if you get healthy, but we might have us something. We never thought that would Peters. So, next, another third-round pick, number 98 overall, Mike Johnson, offensive guard of Alabama. Elf, right? Who? <laughs> I mean, he, he blocked for Trent Rich and he blocked for Mark Ingram. But I have a theory about Alabama, offensive lineman for Alabama. You should never draft them because they are the definition of the sum, the, the whole is greater than the individual pieces. Major, you look at a lot of college football. When you see Alabama line, like what what do you think of when you see Alabama line? They bigger than everybody else. That's it, bro. They bigger than everybody else. They really, to be honest, bro, Alabama line gets a lot of credit, but Alabama have top athletes. So if you take an athlete and put them with an average line, the athlete is going to shine because he got an average line. Agreed. I think that, I mean, this guy only played four years for the Falcons. He was hurt three of them. So, you know, again, a, a, this is an elf pick, right? And this is one of them. Like, I think when you pick Alabama lineman, you're, you're not even doing your homework. You're just, hey, he went to Alabama. He's a lineman. Let's get him. But they they definitely are a, the unit, they have the best athletes, the best system. You know what I'm saying? Like, what? I guess let me flip it like this. What Alabama lineman under Nick Saban have you known to shine? Were you like, boy, he a real dog? Not an O-line. Nobody on the offensive side of the line. Exactly. Like, like probably the closest one with the dude from Cincinnati, right, Um, who just retired. But, like, he didn't come into his own until, like, his third or fourth year. But, like, you don't really get an Alabama lineman who dominate like that. And, and 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 the reason why the, we, we we talk about we talk about a lot of players going from college to, to, to the pros, they are already at the top tier. So it's now you can teach them to make them stand out. Yeah, they don't have room for growth. They 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 run it. They, they already operate on a pro system. Yeah. So when you come in, and don't have no room to grow. Of course, you're going to be mediocre. That's a good point. Like, and I think with those type of cats, either you got, like, your point is they've already hit their peak, right? They hit their peak in college. Yep. And so, like, I can agree with that. And I think that's a real good point. So, like, when you're drafting them, you're getting somebody who's already reached their peak and can't get better. And so, if they aren't by far the best in college football, then they just would be average to below average in in NFL. So, you know, of course I'm going to get this pick of elf. Um, Major, do you have a grade for this? It's an L. Calhoun? I give it a Z. 
Absolute garbage. <laughs> not only not only the bum that he picked, but going down the line, who you missed and who you should have picked and who was a layup. Some of these motherfuckers are right in your backyard and you missed. But please, go to the fourth round pick because I got something to add about this motherfucker. Oh, Joe Brawley. Joe Howley. <laughs> go ahead. So, they did that uh, hard knocks life for matter of fact. Remember that? Yeah. And they tried to suck off two white guys like a muscle. And they were trash-ass Corey Beerman and trash-ass Joe Hardy. They were like, why that Joe Hardy really getting the thick of things? An undersized guard who ain't worth a damn. Now, here's the thing about this. Thing. Joe Hardy was a, he was a serviceable lineman, right? We didn't agree on that. Yeah. He could have been a guard or, or, or a center. We used him as center. He was drafted at guard. But you pass up two or three picks later came Geno Atkins. I'm sure, but that's even more so criminal. Not only was Geno Atkins way fucking better than Joe Harley. Not only did he go to a better school, Joe Harley and UNLV, but you the Atlanta Falcons, you pass up on a great D-tackle named Geno Atkins who played right in your fucking backyard in Georgia. Who dad played, who dad was a pro bowler as a safety. Who that was a pro bowl, and he's in the fourth round. He's sitting on the fourth round on the board. And you pass him up. What? You can't write that more criminal than that. Okay, so take away who the Falcons could have got. Was, was Joe Hawley a good fan? The fact that he's not playing here now with the uh, Tampa Bay is all you need to do. Um, he was all small. He has a hard on hard knocks, but you don't remember him being nothing that was crazy. And the reason why he killed some of that position because remember, like a year or so later, drafted if he was so hot, they would not have drafted Peter Cons. And that was the big thing. Him. I remember, like the question was, was Peter Cons and Joe Harley gonna start? And the problem with Joe Harley was the like he's still in the league, of course. And the problem with Joe Harley is this: not these cats. Is that he played from again twenty ten to twenty fourteen to the Falcons? He was released by the Falcons after twenty fourteen. None of these cats are getting out of their rookie deals with the Falcons, so that's clearly a big problem. That's a telltale sign. They're going to show what kind of talent they are. Joe Holland was what you. I'll, I'll say this: what you expect out of a fourth round pick? I expect Joe Holland. Services, you can plug and play him. He can play all three positions on the line. He can play the tackle. He can play three. He's a backup. That's what he is. He's a backup. And it just so happened he became our starter. Remember, we had Todd McClure, but they forced him into retirement. Thank you, Thomas Demetrius. And uh, I went with Joe Harley. So he, he was a fourth rounder that played like a fourth round. So, what grade do you get? The player I give a D. The, the, where they picked him at, I give it a C plus a B. I mean, it's a fourth round pick. Well, but wait a minute. But you pass up on a Georgia boy, Geno Atkins, I give it an L minus. I give it a D plus. I think that, you know, hard knocks aside, Joe Howley played in Falcons games. Like some of these cats, 
then when we go through this, you don't even remember these cats playing in Falcons games, right? And for an offensive lineman to be memorable, like I remember him playing safety and, you know, they trying to be scrappy. He did what little he could. So, like, I think that, you know, I give him a D because I remember him playing in games. And, you know, I think that ultimately the problem is none of these cats are getting out of their rookie deals. And, like, you know, that's a problem that needs to be addressed by the Falcons. But most of these cats, the first two – Two of these cats are still in the league, producing with other teams. That's a problem. I will say this about Joe Harley. We remember Joe Harley. We didn't say hard knocks to remember him. He was a serviceable player. Uh, what I will say is his heart was bigger and better than his play and his athleticism, his skill set and his athleticism. He wasn't, he wasn't like over, he wasn't huge. He wasn't like 6'5", 340. He wasn't like very quick with good feet. He wasn't super strong. He wasn't super skilled, but he had a lot of heart. He was literally the dog in the fight, more than the fight than the dog. He was like that, but he just, he only had like his front teeth. He didn't have no back teeth. Major? I don't know. Good way of putting it, Major. So, going to the fifth round, they drafted Dominique Franks. Deep cornerback from Oklahoma. And what I remember about him is he always was one year away from being one year away. Like, I remember every year they were saying, hey, they got high hopes for him. He's looking great in camp. Come during the season, he's nowhere to be on the field. Nowhere to be found on the field until the season's over and somebody hurt and he's filling in. I mean, he played three years for the Falcons. And that he was out the league after that. I remember Dominique Franks. Uh, I, I liked Dominique Franks to a degree. The problem with Dominique Franks was he needed to be coached up. And we didn't have good coaches, I don't think, on that side of the ball. Uh, and they put a less talented player. He wasn't talented enough to be on the field to do anything with special team. But I, I liked the upside of him. But I couldn't, you said it best. He always was. Or if he could just, if he do this, if they could just put him in the right, if he only was to, he could if, like, he was that player. So, I mean, he was a fifth rounder, right? So what do you expect from a guy like that? Right. I mean, he had three career interceptions, you know, four eight career tackles. He didn't really do that much. But, I mean, he's toward the end of the thing. So I give it a D. I give it a D minus or D plus actually. What would you give it, Calhoun? Another Georgia boy you could have had was Rashad Jones. Another safety. Could have made something happen. At the end of the fifth round. Could have traded up a couple of picks because two picks before him was Cam Chelsea. That's who you could have did. But if you don't waste that pick in the fourth round, if you don't waste that pick in the fourth round, you might be on to something. So I'm going to give him, because of all the other factors, you don't expect much from a fifth rounder, but because of the misses and the other shit that you did, I'm going to give it an F. And it goes back to one of the things you said. You don't expect these cats to be something, but the simple fact they're not making out of their rookie deals, practice teams, or somebody who like you can invest on, man, or you can get a return on. It just speaks to the level of what we're doing here in Atlanta. I'm going to give it an F. So, sixth round, Kerry Meyer, 
you know. Um, what you give me, man? It's terrible. Word for him. You got, you got to think about it. Cam Chelsea, you picked Woody probably about 10 picks before Cam Chelsea. So you take your fourth round, that makes your fifth and sixth round picks that much value. And then that's the other part of this, where they're picking these bombs. Because Joe Holly was going to be there in the sixth fucking round. <laughs> he was going to be an undrafted. He's going to be an undrafted. Like, let's be honest. Joe Holly is going to be there. You don't, you don't have to pick him up. Who would that third round pick again? Parag Jerry? Parag is there in the fifth round. Corey on Peters. Corey Peters, excuse me. Same bomb, different name. Corey Peters will be there. He'll be there in the fifth round. You ain't got to get him on the third. What are you doing? You can call Peters and pass up Devar Bowman and Jimmy Graham. <laughs> I mean, like some of this stuff, Eric Depp. Like you passing up, like all these, all these. Everson Griffin was in the fourth round. Like you getting bombs, who you gonna start undrafted free agent on the fifth or sixth round? And you right here, goddamn salivating at the mouth, bird clout rubbing your hands. Well, I, I, I heard some good things about this kid. It's, it's not even that. It's, it's the anticipation of being with a woman you've been wanting all you've been wanting for so long. As soon 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 as you get in, it's pre ejaculation. And you are jacking your dog, your dick off in the corner because you can't even get right. You're right here floppy McGee. And that's what our draft people look like. It's, it's unbelievable why they missing the ball on some of this stuff. Pull the gun, but never squeeze the trigger. Never. You said it. I what? I'm telling you, if I if he's one more word, I'm gonna kill him. No, no, you're not. Not against the six and the seven round picks, Kerry Meyer and Shane Schillinger. Kerry Meyer, actually, they both get else, but Kerry Meyer, he never caught an NFL pass. Never did. Huh? Was drafted after Kerry Myers. Who? I mean, Shan Schillinger, excuse me. Who? Who looks like a joke. A white boy safety. No, he wasn't going to be no good. So, one, two, three, four, four picks later, out of Ole Miss, was Greg Hardy. Say what you want. Greg Hardy, the Kraken, raised hell. That's why you get a nickname called the Kraken. But you went and got a white boy out of Montana. Instead of Greg Hardy out of Ole Miss. These kids are right in your southeast. Like you don't. Somebody's telling you don't even have to go out. You don't even have to drive three hundred miles away. And you're out here picking everybody from Timbuktu to Kalamazoo, and right in your backyard is some real deal talent. An elf again. So I mean, it's ultimately elf all around, right? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna tell you the biggest thing on the whole draft. Everybody can say my. You know who was in the sixth round during all this shit? Antonio Brown. What? <laughs> Antonio Brown was sitting down the whole time this whole draft was going on. Falcons could have had Greg Hardy. I'm going to tell you who the Falcons could have had. Like, literally. They drafted somebody before all these. But I'm going to tell you who they could have had in this year. But they drafted someone else. Antonio Brown, Greg Hardy. Geno Atkins. They could have had Jimmy Graham, Navarro Bowman, Andre Roberts, 
Surely Carlo has done like Golden Tate. Like it, it's it's too it's too Rob Gronkowski. It's too many. What you should have been doing, Aaron Hernandez. Aaron Hernandez. Come on, he could have killed somebody here instead of up there. He might be still playing if he played there. Dude, at least got with a a better group of faggots than what he had up there. That was some rowdy sissies. At least they would have had. Yeah, they would have been crim to the crew. <laughs> it's so, criminal how this draft went. So, what's your overall grade for the draft? Elf. Agreed. We talked about this. Nobody lasted longer than four years with the Falcons. Witherspoon played from 2010 to 2014 and came back and played 2016 again, but nobody nobody got signed outside of their rookie deal. Like, it was never no, hey, he's getting to the fifth year, we have to keep him, or hey, this is a great player, we want him as a Falcon, you know, for the foreseeable future. Not one. Elf, and that's, when you can look back on this, you know, this is 10 years, right? But when you can look back, sit, after five years, right? Like it should be somebody on this team five years from at twenty fifteen who was on this team and t- who got drafted in twenty ten. Like it should be one at least one person who's still on this team. And not only was none of these people on this team, it's only two people who are key contributors. Ten years down the line, it's only two people in the league who are even contributors. Not even key contributors, but contributors. And they are contributors for you. It's piss poor. This is an F minus, 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 minus. Somebody has to get out their rookie deal as a Falcon. Major? Hey, man, it was terrible. Terrible. No, no one, no, no, neither one of them got out of their rookie deal. None, none of them are still around. No Pro Bowls, no All Pros, no no type of accolades whatsoever for none for none about in this draft. Just no all around. It's a it's a clear clear example of mediocrity, and that's what we've had to endure. That's what we've had to be persecuted. That's what we've had to to be. You know, it's an albatross on the fans and the franchise. And that albatross, that dead weight, that ain't shit gold digging girlfriend who can't fuck good and don't know how to cook and just spend your money, that job that's about to go bankrupt, that your personal job, that company that you spent all your money in, that loan shot bet that didn't pay off, it's Thomas fucking Dimitrov. It's just like Bruce Smith, check none of the above. And that's what our front office is. Literally, check none of the above. Including that bomb-ass, female, dumb-ass owner who need to give up the team because he just ain't got it no more. There's a sister that parade around here with a choo-choo, some marching boots, a whistle, and a baton. What do they call them? Baton something. You seen him before? Oh, he, every summer. He parades around here somewhere. He'll pop up. Been doing this since he was kids, haven't you? You seen him before, D? No. There's somebody around here. He marches up and down Peachtree and everywhere else. 
he'll do a better job with this franchise and something to Thank you guys for listening. This has been DigitalDarren.com. Make sure to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend.